Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. Look out. It's only films to be buried with. Thank you for coming back. If you're coming back, if this is your first time, welcome. My name is Brett Goldstein. I am a comedian, an actor, a writer, a director, a roofer, and I love films. I agree with the old French proverb, never judge someone's life without knowing the whole contents of their DVD cabinet. Every week I invite a special guest over, I tell them they've died, and then they get to discuss their life with me through the films that meant the most to them. Future guests include Ashling B, Nish Kumar, Stephen Cree, John Drever, Scroobius Pip, and loads more. But for episode two, we have the amazing Catherine Ryan. If you don't know her work, she is one of the finest comedians working in the world today. Her Netflix special, In Trouble, stands up with the best of them. And you can also see her on countless shows, including Your Face or Mine, Roast Battle, or the new Netflix show, The Fixed. She has worked mostly in Britain, and I always describe her as our Chris Rock. I know last week I promised the sound would be great, and it will be from next week. But this episode, we did the best we could. I was opening for Catherine on her stand-up tour and we realised the only time we had to record this was in the car home from the gig and by the only time we decided, I mean, she had no idea we were going to do this and I strapped a mic to her and told her she had no choice. The sound is fine, but it's also very much sounds like we're in a car because we are in a car. But in a way, it's quite sort of soothing. I listened back to her, I was like, oh, you know, it's like being on a journey. You know, really go on a journey. Anyway, hope you can forgive it. Uh, And then from next week, the sound will be so clear, you'll miss it when it was like it was this. Anyway, the point is, that's it. Well, a couple of brief warnings. We both swear from time to time. So if you don't like that, I don't know what to do with you. And we do also touch lightly on dark topics. So if you're sensitive to that sort of thing, you can skip those bits. Also, I think there are probably some spoilers because... We're talking about films, so if we mention a film you haven't seen, we might spoil it. So if that upsets you, skip that bit. But please don't just keep skipping it, because otherwise it's going to be very short. Oh yeah, and this is the shortest episode of all, because of the amount of time we had. So, with all those caveats in mind, it's a short one, there's the sound of a car. The rest of them, after this, none of them are this short, and none of them are in a car. However... This one's fucking brilliant. I've already sworn. There you go. Well, if you're still here... (laughs) Anyway, the point is, 
This is episode two of Films to be Buried with, and I very much hope you enjoy it. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So, hello. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. This is a special edition of the Brett Goldstein podcast. It's moving. Uh, this is a edition of the podcast in a car. Yeah. I am with TV's Catherine Ryan. Hello, Catherine Ryan. Oh, yes. Hello. I'll be Catherine Ryan for this podcast. Uh, oh, no. I'll be TV's Catherine Ryan, actually. TV's Catherine Ryan uh, <laughs> has just come off stage. We've been in Ipswich yeah. for your tour. I was very lucky to open for you. What a delight. You're not lucky. It's you not like a support excellent. lottery that I have and then you won. I was very, very blessed to have friends who agreed to join me on tour when they were free. So I'm happy that you're free because you've got some big things coming up that you may or may not be allowed to announce on this podcast. Big things. And you might not be free for so long. Huge things. Are you announcing on your podcast? No. What? When do people get to know about your big things? When the, if and when the, if and when big things happen. Yeah, that's my like motto to, as well, actually. I like to keep uh, I keep, keep them very quiet. Yeah. Okay. I'm as, sorry. As you've seen from my promotion, the way I promote stuff, um, I, <laughs> I don't promote it. Okay. And if I do, it's really bad promotion. Sure. Which so, is why I'm. Um, you're very humble. Humble is a, is a good word for less successful. Now, here we are on <laughs> films to be buried with. Uh, very delighted to have you on the show. I feel like you chose to come on this. It wasn't that we were trapped in the car together and I stuck a mic on you. No, but thanks for hijacking the car ride home. You are welcome. Wait a minute. Can I just ask you before we What's begin? Okay? Do you want to be buried, like your whole body buried in the earth? Wait. Well, this is my question for you. you oh. You've died. The beginning, the, the show starts with say, with the bad news, which is you've died. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. How did you die? How would you choose to die? I think I'll, I'll keep it light. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, I always imagined that I'd be murdered by a domestic partner. Right. But now, I think that's probably not likely, but I've thought that for a long time. And then it's probably going to be true, and then I'll be like, ah, <laughs> we'll you play were this right. back, and we'll go, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I think I'll, I hope I'll just get old. Uh, what, just like die in your sleep, or die of like... I'm never convinced by this. They just died in their sleep. I don't ever want to die. I really don't. I, I mean, I don't know how people feel. So before, not that people have to have children. They totally don't. But before I had Violet, I didn't really think about it too much. 
And then as soon as I was expecting Violet, I thought everybody was trying to kill me all the time. Right. If I stood too close to the train, I was like, ugh. Or I thought someone was going to steal my baby and kill me all the time. Right. And now, you kind of can't die if you're really needed on Earth. So... So you think having a kid keeps you alive? Keeps you safe? No, well, unfortunately it doesn't, but for me, I just feel like it would be very inconvenient for a lot of people if I died. Oh, yeah. Uh, Especially for Jimmy Carr. <laughs> well, no, because he could really like ride that sob story to the top. He'd be like, "No, your face or mine yeah. is not the same ever since I killed my co-host." <laughs> and everyone'd be like, "Poor Jimmy!" And then they'd find some new girl. They'll do that anyway. Yeah. When I get just a little bit older, they'll take me out back and shoot me in the face. That's how I'll die. That's <gasps> how you'll die. You found it. So I'm a woman in television. TV's Catherine Ryan. Yeah. Once I get to be of a certain age, if they don't start changing the rules. Yeah. They'll ju- I'll just disappear and then along will come like some tiny child like a, maybe a YouTube influencer and she'll just take my job and and the studio will have me killed do you think in a sort of your face or mind type scenario there'll be like a vote from the audience yeah whether you live or die yes they'll win some money if, <laughs> if one of them shoots you in the face the studio wins money if they agree with the audience Okay, so you get shot in the face by the audience of your face or mine, and you're you're how would you you're happy to be buried, or you want to be cremated? No, or? well, I, I want to know about you before I answer. Do you want to be buried? I think I want to be cremated, but then I always worry about my fear is if you're cremated, and it turns out when you get to heaven you're meant to be in one piece, mm. and you're now ashes. That's all yeah. my fear that you get there and, and especially if you've been scattered that you're like in bits so all you, over heaven you have an attachment to your physical form on earth I, it's just a question you know I like the idea of cremation but what if we're all meant to well but you're sort of like meat well you are meat yeah and like meat in a fridge i.e. earth it's cold and fine yeah. but meat in a bin yeah no good so I don't think they want that in heaven you think it's going to be okay well, I'd I, like to be scattered in the sea because I love the sea. There you go. Okay. But then I think you, know. you can feel safe living your dreams on Earth, and that you should not feel maybe so much attachment to your physical form because I think there's no meat in heaven, and no, vegans can true. put that on a T-shirt if they want. <laughs> but also, I saw this yeah. article about how people should donate their organs, mm-hmm. and a lot of these articles are like, please donate your organs here's a child who can see because someone gave her their eyes and isn't that beautiful but this article just it was a cartoon of a man buried like six feet under and he was holding his own dead body and he was screaming mine (laughs) and then there were sick people like with IVs at his gravestone just being like and they really needed his organs but he was so selfish he was buried with them oh yeah I'd like to give everything away and then what's left no, no, no. Burn it, chuck it in the sea. So you're fine going to heaven without, without lungs. Without lungs and heart. I just want my eyes. <laughs> I just want to be able to see. What's, I'll be well annoyed if I get to heaven and I can't see. And everyone going, oh, it's, right. honestly, it's the most beautiful place I've ever been. Like, yeah. Fuck, I gave my eyes away. You need them for tears in heaven. What about you? I would be, okay, so ravaged by science. Okay. Ravaged by science. They can have it all. Really? Yeah. I mean, very little of me is organic at this point. <laughs> Whatever they can <laughs> dig up, they can have it. But, I mean, and then I would just be cremated. I don't think I'd want to be s- scattered. I don't really care. I don't have uh, 
attachment to my physical. You wouldn't mind being like just kicked about a field. No. Okay. Well, so you've you've uh, you've just kicked t- about a field. <laughs> you've died. <laughs> and basically, I want to ask you: Do you believe in heaven or an afterlife? Yes. Okay. So in this afterlife, turns out everyone's quite into film, and that's all they really ask you about. So they want to sort of learn about your life like, through film. That's your heaven. It's listen. It's the one I did the research. Turns out <laughs> that's what it is. Okay. Uh, they expect you to have eyes. Yeah. Because you watch the films. You watch. Yeah. Watch the films. So. What is the first film you remember seeing? My dad used to host Family Film Night every other Thursday. Shut up. Yeah. For real? Yes, for real. Which was also the days of the month that he got paid every other Thursday. So it was like, whoa, like we were that kind of family, like got paid. And then When you say family, you mean like extended family or just you and your... Extended family, my sisters, my mom and... But the, the catch is, and you won't like it, yeah. they're Irish films. And so... <laughs> I got no beef with the Irish films. Nah. Well, the, a lot of them were about, like, horses and just crying women. But one <laughs> that I loved, and the first one where I was like, Ugh, I actually paid attention to Family yeah. Game Night and stopped trying to, like, seduce my cousin, was right. called War of the Buttons. War of the Buttons. Yeah, and it's actually an incredible film. It's these boys, and as far as I can tell from these Irish films, boys in Ireland were just absolutely left to their own devices. Robbing orchards, getting tetanus, it was all fun. <laughs> and getting shot by farmers. My dad got shot at by a lot of farmers. Did he? Oh, yeah. For scrumping. But scrumping, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what, uh, like, dirty dirty boys do where they steal apples from farmers or something. Scrumping? I don't know if it's a real thing. Well, it he... sounds like a sort of fetish, but I think it's, uh, like, boys in farms go scrumping. That was our word for sex when we were in high school. We'd right. be like, did they scrump? I didn't know that that's what it meant. <laughs> okay. Well, did, well, he, did he knit your apples? Ah. Ooh, gin and tonic. In the car. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm driving. So, my dad did steal apples, and he was shot at by farmers. I don't really know why. I don't know if the two events were related. Right. But in War of the Buttons, the Irish boys, they collect buttons for whatever reason, and then they build... What I was really fascinated by was the friendships, and they would build these fortresses. Um, and they spent a lot of time outside, just, like, building and playing, and then they'd uh, shoot buttons at one another. I mean, the clues in the title. <laughs> Who won the War of the Buttons? It's, it's the good guys, like the guys we were meant okay. to like. But it, but you asked me my first, so yeah. it's a, it's really hazy. There are a lot of gaps. But I do definitely remember going, oh, wait a minute. I think I have the attention span for a film. I like War of the Buttons. So you, uh, you did you like Film Night, or was it a chore? I liked it because my family were also sort of weird about food. So my mom never, ever, ever gave us sweets, like, ever. And always cooked, sort of the way a family should be. The antithesis, what I am now. I'm like, Violet, you can have anything. You can feed your pony Skittles. <laughs> but now, my mom would cook, cook, cook. But on that night, we would get takeaway. And that would either be from Taco Bell. Sweet. Or uh, sometimes my sisters would get to choose. Whatever they chose, I wouldn't eat it. And then we'd get crisps. And like in a little bowl to watch the movie. And that was like a big deal. And what were you watching on telly? Yeah. Well, well, what do you think we had in the? I don't know. Some people had like, like projectors and shit. No, they didn't. Not for their first memory. What teenagers are you putting on this podcast? We're about a couple of millennial YouTubers. No. <laughs> Projecting it out of their own assholes. 
No, yeah. there, there's no such thing back then. Um, just watch them on like VHS. What is the film that scared you most in your life? So my best friend Jessica Parsons, who I'm still friends with on Facebook. Jesse. Jesse. Jesse P. She is a uh, farrier, which is someone who makes horseshoes. Wow. And she was really obsessed with horses even back then. Like she can neigh like a horse. You should call her up <laughs> and get this on your podcast because she really sounds like a horse when she does it. Horse obsessed, Jessica Parsons. Can you and, get her on? I mean, maybe I, it would be kind of. Yeah, it would be kind of awkward for me to reconnect now because Facebook leaves like enough distance that it's like I know what Jessica. When did you last to. speak to Jessica? Oh my god, speak. Speak, yeah. Twenty. So it'd be odd ago? if you called her up now and said, "Could you just do an impression of a horse?" It'd be weird. Then, uh, it's not funny that I'm really close to both her mother and herself on Facebook. I feel like I know everything that's up with them, but I would never call them. Right. It'd be weird. Her mom's great. Her mom's called Georgette. And she was my best friend, my first best friend, and she was an only child. And Georgette was, I mean, a very early, strident, feminist figure in my life, was always talking about women's rights. I remember I watched the O.J. Simpson Bronco Chase at Jessica Parsons' house. Oh, wow. And the mom, Georgette, was, like, jumping on the couch being like, that motherfucker, and talking about men killing women and maybe that's what planted the seed for how I'm going to die anyway the film is scheduled so at Jessica Jessica Parsons house she was allowed to do anything she wanted eat anything she wanted she basically was violent the way my daughter grows up Jessica and one night they were like (laughs) one night and she loved horror like horror this kid and I never watched horror I was like oh no not interested Chucky she watched it all one night she said let's watch Jaws one, two, and three, wow. and it's not horror, it's just like a, you know, a nature film, <laughs> and let's watch it, and I was so vanilla, coming from a house where, I mean, I didn't even War of the Buns was his house. War of the Buns was a big Thursday, and then I was like, okay, let's watch the shark film, and I want to be cool in front of my best friend, so I watched it, but I mean, I shit my pants, like, I never went in the lake, we lived in Canada where there were no oceans, so there was no threat of sharks, but I wouldn't even enter the lake after that. Like, I wow. was shaken. That's a great one. I liked it. Uh, I was once in Miami, I can't remember, oh, for some a wedding, and I was with my friend, best friend Paul, and we were walking along the beach, and a shark came to the edge of the beach and was, like, in very, very shallow water and was snapping and trying to get around true story what kind of shark a one with fucking teeth oh my god and we were like what the like you know when people say oh sharks don't come into land yeah they do Jeez. I saw it and did they close the beach and freak out no we were just like what the ah. you we didn't just alert a lifeguard well, I thought someone I didn't want to sort of spoil the surprise <laughs> <laughs> you're busy yeah I got a wedding to attend speaking of tragedy what is the film that made you cry the most in your life I watched Changeling on a plane. Oh, wow. Ooh, double whammy. Right. And I shouldn't have done that. You don't like... Don't like sad films. I didn't know what it was about. And then I thought, I think I might have had a drink on the plane, and I was feeling brave, and I like Angelina Jolie, so I was like, well, let's see. And I think that's probably the last movie I ever watched that was sad, because it wrecked me. I was so, so upset. How far into the journey were you? That's a good question. I wouldn't have been going far. Back then, I only traveled home to Canada was the furthest I went. And that is 
probably seven hours. So I'm bang in the middle, I'd say. I'd had a wine. I was feeling brave. Changeling. Throw it on. I mean, I cried watching Bad Moms on a plane. So watching... Did you relate to Bad I've not seen Bad Moms, but yeah. I hear it's excellent. I, I get sad when people are sad. And if they're sad about... Christmas. Yeah, anything, then I feel sad. Because it doesn't all have to be changeling, you know. No. People get sad about whatever. It's still They're still entitled to feel sad. Listen, one of the all-time saddest things I've ever sat through was Matilda. Oh. Have you seen Matilda? You mean the one with I mean Mara. the Tim Minchin show, Matilda. The, the live musical. musical. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? That is a fun show. It's the saddest thing I ever saw in my life. Have you seen the film? Yeah, film is fun. Show. It's sad though. I mean, that little girl's abused. The little girl's abused. Parents hate her. Yep. At the end, they don't change their mind. No. And they act she's like she's she's an orphan whose parents are alive. Right. They and then everybody acts like, her. oh, isn't it a happy ending? Well, she hasn't had like her trauma issues come out yet. No. And the, Miss Honey is another victim of abuse. Yep. So, I mean, a very sad story. The moral is, abusers unite. And sing. And sing. And sing. <laughs> what is a film that is sort of bad? People say, that's a terrible film, but you love it. And you are not ashamed. Oh, loads. I mean, most of the films that I love are not critically acclaimed. So, you tell me, because I don't... I'm not on, like... Throw some out, I know. I love Clueless. Clueless is a great film. Okay. Perfect. I love Mean Girls. Great film. I, well, I know how you feel about Adam Sandler. Love Adam Sandler. You do? Oh, oh, so then I mixed you up with someone else. (laughs) I love Adam Sandler films. Like, The Wedding Singer was a really important film in my life. Great film. But I think there there are a lot of problematic things. You can't watch old films. Now you might say they're bad. I love 40-Year-Old Virgin. I love Trainwreck. That's one. There you go. Yeah, Trainwreck. Okay, so if that doctor had been played by anyone other than Bill Hader, I'd be like... You dumb bitch, get back to, like, <laughs> hoeing. You were happier before. But Bill Hader, I'm like, yeah. So would you, if Bill Hader yes. was into, say, what's something you yeah, hate? Yeah, I'd do it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good answer. Okay, here is a good one. What is the film that has the most meaning to you? Not because of the film, per se, but because of the experience of watching it. For example, if you were... Uh, married you might say the first film I saw with my wife was this because I will always love that film what is the film in your life that the circumstances surrounding seeing the film make it the most meaningful Beverly Hills Ninja lovely answer continue um no I just had my first kiss watching that film and I didn't want to kiss him but because I was so traumatized because I didn't want to kiss him because it was a hot movie so the theater was packed to see Chris Farley when he was yes. alive in Beverly Hills Ninja and we had to sit in the first I think we were in the, was the second guy? row his name was Joe and what was this a day? he was my boyfriend for, but my like very small like grade 7 boyfriend so how old is that? that is 12 okay I think I was 13 must have been grade 8 13 Joe was my boyfriend I really liked him. He t- took me, you know, you know when you start going on a date and the whole family's like, whoa, yeah, they're going to, you know, we were kids. And I was like, shut up, yet. everyone. No, I'd never kissed anyone. Right. And then uh, I went to this film and he just started like, oh, like Frenching me during this whole movie. And I was like, oh, please, no. Because I knew that we were so far forward that everyone behind us could see. Uh, and I was really uncomfortable and I really didn't want to. 
But you know. How far into Beverly Hills Ninja did he start kissing? And invented. Um, very early. Like, I didn't see the film, thank God. But I remember just being so distracted by, like, oh, God, he's probably going to try to kiss me. And oh, my God, I don't know. But I know that it was Beverly Hills Ninja, so that. So you don't even know how that story resolves? I mean, does it resolve? Is there a plot to Beverly Hills Ninja? Yeah. What happens? He's sort of has to become a ninja. And in the end, learns self something. Does something for people. I mean, it sounds great. <laughs> great answer. I mean, I'm sorry that happened to you. Mm. Speaking of That's which, fine. I guess takes us to our next question very easily. What's the film you think is the most sexy? What's the sexiest film you've ever seen? Where you're like, oh my god, that one did it for me. It would have been The Wedding Singer. Right. In terms of like, at the time, I thought that was so sexy and I was so in love with Adam Sandler and I haven't felt that passionately about any film even if arguably I've seen sexier films since Save the Last Dance whoa look out for like little vanilla white girls living in a town with zero black men that was an intense film for us all but now again I'm like oh well I don't know if we should be fetishizing these these, these people but anyway I don't know if a- we should be saving the last dance <laughs> don't save the last dance because I don't, I haven't really cared if things are sexy since then, I suppose. The Notebook is a sexy film for girls. Yeah. I saw that. I think I still had feelings when I saw The Notebook. Right. When was the last time you had a sexual feeling? Oh, Beverly Hills Ninja. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that feeling was, oh, God. Yeah. I'm missing Chris Farley. I don't get, like, aroused by films. Do you? Yes. Okay. <laughs> not all of, not, hashtag not all films. You get aroused by directors. Next question. <laughs> what is the film that you have most related to? What film have you watched where either the character or the film itself you go, that's me, that is, that's me? Probably none. Okay. Do you have one? Do you ever say it at any point in the podcast? Uh, I do have one, and it's caused me, uh, the, the film I most relate to is the film Shot Girl with Steve Martin. Really? I love Steve Martin character of Steve Martin in Shop Girl, if you take away his age and the fact that he's very wealthy, that's the most I've okay. been like, oh yeah, I really get that. That's a cool one. I, I hadn't really considered that I could be a boy in these film scenarios. I like the movie The Other Woman. That's a... Uh, oh, with Leslie Mann. Not a celebrated film, but I really like Leslie Mann. I love Leslie Mann. I don't know if I've really... I think I've probably been all those different women at one, some point in my life. But no, I have not seen myself represented in film. Well, it's about time that changed. Be the change you want to see. I don't... Make a film. Okay. What film do you think objectively, it doesn't have to be your favourite, but objectively you're like, that's the greatest film ever made. You might not even enjoy watching it. For example, Citizen Kane is always called the greatest film of all time. Most people don't watch that. But technically, it's like a fucking great film. Oh. So I don't really know what makes a great film because I don't geek out over as much as you do is Pulp Fiction an answer? it's a great answer I'll take it that's a good film it is well made stands the test of time that's kind of how you know uh, uh, can you still enjoy oh. Quentin Tarantino? yeah okay <laughs> um, what's good this news. film tell me what this film is called yeah oh Working Girl love that film yeah. that is that is the one my previous answer I feel like Working Girl because there you go that's you, you are like Working Girl I like her a lot but also uh, this film uh, mm-hmm. 
who is the guy in it. It's not going to be like Billy Crystal, but it's someone like that who's just like this guy. This, oh, man, this is going to bug me. When so, Harry Met Sally? No. Meryl Streep is in this film. Yes. And they're dead, I think. But they. Do you mean Death Becomes Her? Do I? Where they. With Goldie Horn? No. No. So this guy is like. They're sort of really good sketch actors who. I'm never going to find out the name of this film. You, you could keep going. I love this Some, guy. Okay, so someone is God. Yeah. Some people are dead. Everyone's dead in this place, but some people are like VIP dead. High spirits? I don't know. Has it got Peter O'Toole in it? Uh, I don't know that guy. Daryl Hannah? Daryl Hannah? Meryl Streep. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Meryl Streep is in this film. And so there's a guy, and he's a funny guy. Yeah. Not good looking enough for her, but like in cinema, that doesn't matter. And he falls in love with her, and he's in like economy heaven, and she's in like VIP heaven, and they they have like things they do and they have like little restaurants and they they're they fall in love and there's like this god guy is the guy Albert Brooks yeah and there's the film called Defending Your Life I don't know hang on I'm gonna google Albert Brooks I really wanna know Albert Brooks is the guy I think Defending Your Life I think the guy's oh my wifi's too slow <laughs> Defending Your Life mm-hmm. I don't think I would've put on a film called Defending Your Life <laughs> wait it is Albert Brooks yes Defending Your Life yeah. So what's that about? He dies and then he's got to defend his life to get into heaven or yes. something. Yes! Yes! I like that movie. That's the film you, you most relate to. I've forgotten what the question was. No, you were asking me it was like the w- most well-made film. And it was oh, making Defending Your Life. I'm thinking the films that are the best made are not new. Yeah. Because... I don't know why, but back then, I believed it when people were having meaningful conversations and they didn't have phones. Yeah. And now, if anyone's chatting, I'm like, wait, where's your phone? I, I do agree with that. Why don't you just text each other this? Yeah. Or, like, you can't really have Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> you can't really have yeah, Jeopardy. Yeah, horror films like, are fucked. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, is she going to show up or not? Well, she'll just text you now. Yeah. So, what is the hey, film? Well done guessing Defending Your Life. Thank you. What is the film you've watched the most? You could watch, like, as in, if you, if I could say, you can only watch one film forever, watch it over and over again, what would that be? Mean Girls. Lovely. No, they've really done a musical it. on Broadway. Yes, I do. And, you know, just today, yeah. my girlfriends were texting me saying, we need to have a girls' night and watch Mean Girls, because one of us, Elizabeth, has never seen it. And I was like, girls, no, we've come too far. Let's fly to New York and go see it on Broadway. I think you should. I think we should too, and I think we will. Although, can it be better than the film? No. Yeah, yeah. The producer musical, better than the film, and the film's wonderful. Okay. It's possible. Ending and epic. Mean Girls has got everything. And it's a time capsule of, like, when I was 20. You know what, though? She sacrificed her youth for our enjoyment. I know, and I'm very grateful to her. Me too. Before we get to the last question, the bonus question, I don't know if it's pretty negative, but... What do you think is the worst film of all time? The worst film you've ever seen where you're like, this fucking piece of shit. Oh, that's a really good question. The worst film of all time. Mm. I would probably just turn it off. So I would forget and I wouldn't know. What film have I seen all the way through? I hate the whole story of Mamma Mia. And I know the film (laughs) Mamma Mia did well, but I don't don't care about it. I don't buy it. What is it you... I mean, let's talk about Mamma Mia. What is it that you hate about the story? I mean... I just really get annoyed by all the... If there's going to be singing out of nowhere, then I need it to really, like, 
stack up to what it's doing to me. And I don't like ABBA, and that's controversial as well. It's just not for me. And then when I first saw it in the musical, Mm -hmm. look, I have participated in musical theater all my life. I love musical theater. I'm fine with people being gay. But when the main love interest is so camp, oh, then the, I can't believe for a minute that he's married. Her boy. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is troubling. I, I definitely thought, what's happening? I thought the twist was going to be he was going to come out at the end. Right. And it was going to be like, of course you're not marrying Sometimes him. I find that distracting. It's like... For that, though, it just, when I saw it live, the guy was, I can't even tell you, like, just so, like, ugh, I don't know. And then they stuck, like, John Travolta in the movie or something, or was that Hairspray? No. They all mold into one. I'm just not into that, any of that it's stuff. It's worth seeing that film because no, you watch it. I went on a boys' night out to see it. To see what? Me, Jerry Howe, and Pat Bircher. <laughs> when we were in Edinburgh, doing an Edinburgh run. And we were all having a nervous breakdown, and we went to guys' house to see Mama really? at the cinema. Just the three of us and a load of old women. And about half an hour in, I suddenly we were suddenly like, this is the greatest film we've ever seen. And Pierce Brosnan is in it. And Pierce Brosnan has the singing voice of a dead cat. piece of... A dead cat. Mm, that's... The cat has vocal cords, like a dead... He can't sing? He can't sing. Wow. And he has to sing a, a solo. And it's one of the great moments in cinema history because it's quite a long sort of build-up. Uh-huh. And he sort of takes... He's at the wedding, it's sort of like a speech... And he starts singing and you sort of go, I can't believe, I can't believe this is a multiplex. (laughs) Oh. This is like sci-fi. 27 dresses. That's the worst thing. Oh, good choice. Why? I just started to get mad and then I thought of it. I forget why. That's another one I saw on a plane. It just made me so mad. I forget why. So the setup is she's been 27 times the bridesmaid. Yeah, and then she has all these dresses and she's like a supportive friend and a good person and therefore a cunt. And then she, like, marries this guy that I hated. So I guess the, the real question is, because we haven't asked this, we've been skirting around it. What's your favourite film? I'm, I really struggle to commit. I know. I don't know if I can pick number one. I thought the more we'd talk about it, one would, like, present itself as my favourite. I mean, Mean Girls seems like a good contender. I don't like Mean Girls, but, I mean, if you removed all other films and I had to watch only Mean Girls, I'd be pretty upset. Nope. I'll tell you what it is. All right, here we go. Troop Beverly Hills is my oh. favorite film. Shelley Long? Yep. Shelley Long and a bunch of... Uh, little pricks. Teens. Yep. They're not teens. They're like little gals. Children. And she... Oh. That is like the original Legally Blonde. The fashion. Her whole like sassiness thing. Oh. Oh. It holds up. Troop Beverly Hills. Troop Beverly Hills Long is your favorite live. film. Catherine Ryan's favourite film is True Beverly Hills, and frankly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Good. Very on brand. Ah, oh, do you like it? Uh, I think I do. I haven't seen it since it was first out. Try it again. What do you mean since it was first out? It was first out like in the 80s. You couldn't have seen it then. Yeah, it was like three. I remember seeing it in, in America on the telly and being like, I oh, listen, I love Shelley Long because I always love Cheers. Yeah. Why are we in America watch watching films at three? My my mum's sister lives in America, so we've gone oh, wow. to visit her. Where does she live? She lives in Miami, where the sharks ah, go to the beach. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I also went. My auntie, I love her very much, but um, she is a terrible, terrible person to go to the cinema with. She took us to see American Pie, and her phone rang, and she answered it oh. and said very loudly, "Yeah." 
I'm at the movies. Watching American Pie. No. It's okay. I had a whole conversation. Because she lives in Miami and they're gross. She doesn't give a shit. And they should be fed to sharks. Yeah, that's why the sharks are there. Miami people. For the good of humanity. Miami trash. Okay, so, Catherine, turns out that you're getting shot in the face by the audience of your face or mine. Yeah. It blew up your head. Okay. Much bigger than we expected. And when we were putting you in the coffin, there's only room for one film to go with you. Yeah. All of the ones we've discussed, there's only room for one. What, yeah. are, you, what are you taking with you to the afterlife? I take my favourite, Troop of Beverly Hills. Troop of Beverly Hills. So it's your splattered face. Yep. We can't your splattered face on mine. True <laughs> Beverly Hills. Yeah, because it's got... Kicks around the field. Everything I want. It's got kids, it's got fashion, it's got comedy, it's got feminism, and it's got Shelley Long. And it's got brownies, right? And brownies. Oh, so wholesome. Yeah, I'd have a nice Were afterlife. you ever a brownie? No, I wasn't. But I was involved in a lot of extracurricular activities that prevented me from being able to do brownies. Uh, can you tell me, what do you mean, like... Piano, singing, gymnastics, ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical, musical theatre. I was doing it all. I'd like to say to the audience at home, I know you all know TV's Kevin Ryan from TV, but I was a fan of Kevin Ryan pre-TV. Oh, yeah. And I saw her first Edinburgh show, which was one of the best Edinburgh shows I saw, <laughs> oh, no. where she wore a tutu <laughs> and sang and did lots of dances. And then her mum popped out at the end like a jack-in-the-box. And it was fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good epilogue. Is that the right one or is it the other one? Prologue. Prologue. That's what it was. This is so good. Really set the stage. That's why Brad likes being my friend because he knows where I came from, from that show that three people saw. And I was one of them and I'd see it again. Brad was two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was bigger at the time. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Ryan, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? I like your podcast. I respect your love of films. Thank you. I think if people who love films are listening to this podcast, mm. go outside. Yesterday I saw a two and a half hour French film about AIDS activists in the 90s. And I did think of you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Uh, on that note, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on the show. Quick. Yeah, you have a fun podcast. I uh, think 41 minutes is good for a podcast. Well done, and I hope you have a lovely... And I'm going to let you into heaven, by the way, so have a lovely Thank time. Thank you. I hope they all enjoy Troop Beverly Hills. And I'm also sneaking in a DVD of the show. What show? Where you're in the tutu. Oh, uh, uh, Little Misconception. Little Misconception. Thanks for coming. Thank Thanks for having me so on much for your gig. Special shout out to Annie who's driving the car. Thank you, Annie, for driving the car. You're welcome. I like your podcast. Yeah? It's a fun podcast. So that was episode two. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. I'd like to thank Scroobius Piff and the Distraction Pieces Network. Thanks to Buddy Peace for producing and editing it. Thanks to Acast for hosting it. Thanks to Adam Richardson for the graphics and Lisa Leiden for the artwork. Please come back next week where I will be talking with the brilliant Nish Kumar. Uh, you must see Nish's stand-up if you never have and watch him on all the TV shows. Uh, also, please buy tickets to my new Edinburgh show, What Is Love, Baby Don't Hurt Me. You can find them on edfringe.com if you're coming to the festival, and I hope you are. 
And if you've never seen Superbob, you can find it on iTunes and Amazon. Please do. And for now, thank you for listening. Please subscribe and like and whatever it is you're meant to do with these things. But I really appreciate you listening to this. You could have done anything else. And you did this. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And please be excellent to each other. Sometimes I dream of becoming an actor. Have you ever dreamt of becoming an actor? Maureen, what is it you think I'd do for a living? Never mind, sounds like you need the New York Film Academy. NIFA offers workshops, BFA and MFA degrees and summer camps in filmmaking, acting, journalism and more, online and on campuses across the globe. To make films alongside industry professionals, explore more at nyfa.edu. Thanks, Brett. Thank you, Maureen. Maureen, your Canva presentation looks brilliant. Thanks, Brett. That's because I used AI-powered Canva presentations. I just described what I wanted and Canva presentations generated the perfect slides. You can even make a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. Check this out. Recording. 101 Reasons Why Beaches is the Saddest Film Ever Made by your neighbour Maureen. Is it easy to use? If you can use a computer, you can nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Oh, thanks, my neighbour, Maureen. Yeah, thank you.